This Christmas season, we're taking the next four weeks to focus on Advent. This season centers around the celebration of Jesus, his arrival on the earth at his birth, and his arrival in our lives today. Join us as we examine joy, hope, faith, and peace, and how the source of these only come through Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody, welcome to Grace Life Church. Let's put our hands together and welcome all those that are here for the first time. We do want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are here in the room or joining us live online. We are so glad that you guys are here with us today. Now, we just celebrated a great day just a few days ago, Thanksgiving Day. I hope that you guys all had so many people around your tables, uh, friends and family, and even more important than that, I hope you guys had a very full belly at the end of the meal. I'm sure that everybody did. I know that I did. I had all sorts of food planned out on our Thanksgiving table. Man, it was so much fun. I hope that you guys had a fantastic, fantastic Thanksgiving. So I don't know about you guys, but Thanksgiving for us, at traditions go into a brand new thing around Thanksgiving, and that is we do all sorts of fun Christmas traditions that are going to start around the Thanksgiving season. So what we do is we start decorating for Christmas, we start watching Christmas movies, we start uh, having Christmas goodies and candies and all sorts of fun things that we do every single year, all sorts of traditions. In fact, we have one tradition in the Schultz home that might be unlike anybody else, and that is on Christmas Eve, we hide a particular ornament on the tree, and the first person that wakes up in the morning and finds that ornament gets to open the first present. Do you know what that ornament is? It's a pickle. Yeah, somebody shouted it out. Maybe you know that online too. It's a pickle. So my family's German, and they say that it's a German tradition, and you hide this little porcelain pickle on the Christmas tree, and the first person that wakes up in the morning, they get to open the first present. Now, we all know here at Grace Life Church how much our lead pastor, Pastor Jimmy, loves pickles. He's always talking about how much he loves. So I would, he wants, you ever seen those large containers of pickles in the grocery store? He told me before service, he wants everybody to buy him a large <laughs> container of pickles and give that to him for, no, that's not true. He's not a big pickle fan. Don't do that, don't do that. Somebody will eat him, but it won't be him, all right? So listen, there's all sorts of family traditions, all sorts of church traditions. There's all sorts of things that we do around the holidays that help us get ready for Christmas and the holidays. Now, Grace Life Church is a non-traditional church, meaning that we're not liturgical in many senses. Depending on how you grew up, your church service, your church experience, your worship experience with God may have looked a little bit differently than it does here at Grace Life, and that's completely fine. But there are a few church traditions that have been passed down throughout the centuries that are pretty amazing. In fact, one of them is this idea of Advent. You just saw that word on the screen. So maybe you're very familiar with that. Maybe you grew up as a child going through the tradition of Advent. And when I say the idea of Advent, I'm not talking about an Advent calendar where for out the next, uh, you know, December 1st through December 25th, you're pulling out a new piece of chocolate out of the calendar, right? I mean, we know about those Advent calendars. What I'm talking about is the church calendar celebrating Advent. How it works is the first four Sundays before Christmas Day, we celebrate something particular as we look forward to Jesus coming and being our king. We celebrate that. It's something worthy to celebrate. It's worth celebrating. So what we're gonna do throughout the next four weeks before Christmas Day, the next four Sundays, is we're going to light a candle that's going to re represent something specific. 
Today, I'm gonna light a candle. I'm gonna do it right now. And this candle is gonna represent the idea of peace. So each week, we will light a new candle. The one before it will be peace, and next week will represent something brand new. You know, God gave his son to be the source of every single thing that we have in our lives, especially peace. And so what we wanna do over the next four weeks is we wanna help you discover the source of those things in your life to be Jesus. Around this holiday time, I don't know about you, but people look for those things in their life. They look for peace. They look for joy. They look for hope. They look for faith. I want those things in my life, and I want the people around me to have those things in their lives too. So we go searching for them. Ever watched a Christmas movie around this time of the year? Every Christmas movie, somebody's searching for one of those things. They're searching for peace. They're searching for faith or joy, something, because they need it in their life because they don't have it. Maybe you've opened up a Christmas card before, right? Maybe you've seen one of those words right on the cover of a Christmas card before you open it up because the holiday season reminds us that we want those things in our lives. And that's good. We want to have those things in our life. But here over the next four weeks, we wanna remember that those things don't come from a Christmas card. Those things don't come from a Christmas movie, but instead it comes from the source which we have living inside of us, which is our savior, our king himself. It's Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about that for a minute. Advent is a period of preparation for our coming king, King Jesus. So God gave us him to be able to have that in our lives. So we wanna today look at this idea of peace. When we look at peace, first I wanna define it for us so that way we all understand what it is that we're looking at when we're talking about it today. Peace is having a sense of calmness regardless of external circumstances. So I don't know, maybe you've heard me say it before, but my wife and I have been married for a series of years and we have six children. So we have six children, all ranging between the ages of five and 15. And you can imagine when we gather together, maybe for a Thanksgiving dinner or, or just a meal on any given night, really, uh, when you put six of us or eight of us with my wife and I around a table, it can be a pretty crazy experience, let me tell you. Now, after dinner, you move that to the living room and maybe we're watching a, a movie or something like that. We also just bought a new puppy, so he's only like three months old. It's a cute little black lab, and uh, his name is Cole, by the way. And, and, and when you put him in the, the thing named after John Coltrane, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a good jazz musician there. So uh, yeah, absolutely, Pastor Jimmy, get down with that. <laughs> so listen, it's Coltrane. So as, we, as he comes into the room and we're all watching the movie, guess what? He likes to do something on the floor he shouldn't be doing. We don't like that at all. The movie's going, so now we're talking. Kids are having conversation amongst each other. My wife and I are trying to yell, hey, somebody get the paper towels, clean up that mess. We're cleaning up this mess, and Cole goes over on this side, and he cleans another mess, or he makes another mess we gotta clean. You know how it knows you ever had a puppy. All this stuff is going on. You think that sounds like chaos. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's chaos. It's craziness stuff that's going on. And yet in the middle of all that, I have complete calmness inside of my soul. I have peace. Why? Because the external circumstances that are happening around me doesn't dictate how it is that I'm gonna feel on the inside, the peace that I'm gonna have. How can we access peace in the midst of all that life throws at us? We can, we can do it. This is why, because peace is the birthright of every believer in all circumstances. Not just a funny one like that. In all circumstances, we have the opportunity to access peace 
because it is our birthright. It is only found in God and is maintained through having a close relationship with him. Let's look at this first verse. So we open up scripture today and we're gonna see exactly where peace comes from. John 14, 27. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And what he's doing is he's prepping them for the idea that he's not gonna be there forever. Imagine living at the time when Jesus was on the earth and he's with you and he's hanging out with you and troubles come, but Jesus is there. I mean, it's literally the Prince of Peace is there with you in every situation. Now we're starting to prep his disciples that he's not gonna be with them forever, that he's actually gonna leave. And so he's gonna remind them, listen, when I leave, I know it might seem tough, but I'm gonna leave you with something great. He's gonna leave us with the Holy Spirit. He's gonna leave us with peace. Look at John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. See, Christ has it. He's giving it to you. You don't have to go looking for it. During this time of the holidays, we wanna search for it everywhere. No, peace, Jesus has it. He's leaving it with us. We don't have to go looking for it. And God's gonna give it to us in a certain way. He says, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When you do a little bit of study on that passage, this idea of being troubled means that we shouldn't let our hearts get stirred up. Don't let your hearts get stirred up especially during this time of the year, because it's very easy when we go searching for something rather than from its source and we don't find it, our hearts get stirred up. God says, hey, don't let your hearts get stirred up over this, neither let them be afraid. In other words, don't feel like you're gonna lack the courage that you need to walk in peace. That's what Jesus is telling his disciples. He's saying, listen, I know there's gonna come a time once I go that you're gonna feel like you don't have everything you need. I want you to know I'm leaving you with peace. You don't have to go looking for it. It's already in you. Why? Because I'm gonna be living in you. See, every single one of us that knows Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's made him our king, then what that means is that we have peace already living inside of us. Why would he talk about peace and then say, don't be afraid? It's interesting because when I think about somebody telling me I'm gonna have peace, I would think, well, everything's gonna work out great after that. Why in the world would he tell them, okay, you're gonna have peace, but don't be afraid? I think it's because Jesus understands that it's in our toughest times in our life is when we're gonna need peace the most. Maybe you've been through something in your life and you realize, man, I need some way to make sense of this situation because everything around me tells me that I shouldn't have peace. We need peace in all sorts of different times in our lives, don't we? All sorts of times. We need times, we need peace in times of sickness. Maybe you've walked through something yourself. Maybe you've had not, not just a cold or the flu, but maybe you've walked through a true time of sickness. That time's come, it's been difficult, and you've searched for peace. Maybe it's been pressure or hardships. Maybe you're facing this holiday season a financial issue. Maybe when you look at the month of December and you realize how much you're gonna take in and all the bills you have to pay and the mortgage and the electric and the water bill that you have to pay, you're not gonna have enough money to be able to pay all those things and buy presents for the loved ones around you. You know that right now. You know that you're not gonna be able to do both. Thankfully, I'm not in that position this year, but I've been in those positions in previous years and it's tough to find peace in the middle of that. You gotta really press in. 
Maybe it's times of death and grief. Maybe you've lost a loved one during the holiday season. And, and this marks something you really don't even want to come every year. Christmas is just around the corner. Yeah, everyone's talking about it. The decorations are up. I wish it would just come and go and it would pass because there's no peace in my life during the holiday season because all it does is remind me of the loss of a loved one. I know exactly how you feel. It was multiple years ago now, many years ago, I was still in my 20s and my father had gotten really sick and my grandma had called me over and he had been sick for a while and my grandma had called me over and he said, honey, I don't wanna go into your dad's bedroom because I'm not sure how he's doing in there. So would you mind coming over and would you mind going in to your, to your dad's room? Uh, my grandma and my dad lived only a few houses apart, so I drove over to my dad's house and I went in and he was okay. He, he, was, doing, he was doing pretty poorly though and he was pretty sick. So we called the, the ambulance and they came out and they got him and they took him into the hospital. And, and, and sure enough, I mean, he had been, he had been battling, he had been fighting. And so just a, a few days later, unfortunately, he, he, he breathed his last breath and, and he passed. And during the holiday season, I can tell you, it can be, it can be a challenge because all those traditions that I talked to you about in the beginning that my family celebrates, it all started with my father. My father was big into holidays. He's big into traditions. Man, we went to his house every Christmas Eve and he made all sorts of amazing food. He was, he was a chef too. That was his, his job. And so you can imagine all of the different things that he would do and he would cook. I mean, I don't think my dad ever one time took out a jar of pasta sauce and put it over pasta. Like he made everything from scratch, right? I mean, that's just what he did. So every Christmas meal, everything that we do around the holidays would just be done with excellence. And it would be so amazing. So now during this holiday season, we're doing some of those same traditions. And it's very easy. It would be very easy to step back and say, oh, I can't have peace in all of this. But instead I have to press in. And I have to know that the source of my peace is from my savior, it's from my king. I can still celebrate the holidays and have a fantastic time remembering all of the traditions that my dad has left with our family and celebrating and remembering his life and still have peace in the middle of what could be a very difficult situation. So if that's you here with us today alive or even joining us on live, I want you to know I know exactly how you feel. It's tough losing somebody around the holidays. The truth is sometimes we feel like trouble shouldn't come into our lives. That being a Christian and our birthright means that troubles aren't gonna come, but that's just not the truth. In fact, the Bible says that troubles are going to come. In the words of Jesus again in John 16, Jesus says, in the world, you will have tribulation. It means tough times are gonna come. We're gonna need peace. We're gonna have to remember that he's our source. It says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. See, that's the great news. See, troubles will come into our lives. Troubles will come into situations when we feel like we're not gonna be able to take the next step forward. But Jesus has already come into the world. He's already lived a perfect life for us. He's already died on the cross for us and risen three days later. And so because he's already overcome the world, he's made a way for us to have a relationship with him. And part of the result of that is we get to have peace in him. What an amazing opportunity we can celebrate during the holiday time. The Bible teaches that even in the middle of all of these things that we have going on in our lives, we can still have peace. Jesus paved the way for it. So you know that you want it. You know that you can have it. You know you need it. You know that Jesus paved a way for you. 
So how do we bridge the gap? You might be asking yourself that question right now. It's a great question to ask. You're right, Eric, I feel exactly what you're describing. So how is it that I can have peace in my life right now? How do I do it? Because the truth is many of us know Jesus is our Lord and Savior. He's already our King, and yet this holiday season is going to cause some problems for us. So what I wanna do is I wanna give you three ways to help you maintain peace in your life. They're gonna be the three simplest ways in the world. And you're gonna say to yourself, Eric, that can't be it. There's gotta be more. It can't, it can't be that easy. Remember, peace is our birthright. It's already been given to us. We don't have to search for it. Here's the first way, the very first way. Make time for Jesus. Make time for Jesus, amen. Make time for Jesus. You say, oh, that's too simple, Eric. Listen, it, this is the number one way to have peace in your life. Look at John 15. It says, abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. It was just a few years ago that my wife and I, we decided that we were gonna plant a vegetable garden. You guys ever planted a vegetable garden before? I bet you some of you guys are really good at it. Or a flower garden. You guys can really have like one of those green thumbs. You can make things grow. Uh, that's not us. <laughs> we, we've never been able to make things grow. And every year we decide we're gonna try it again. You know, it just looks so good. You look at your neighbor's garden and, and they got all these things growing. You know, they got lettuce and squash and cucumbers and tomatoes and we can't grow any of those things. I don't know why we've never been able to do it. Anyways, we decided to do it again. So we, we, we build a couple of raised uh, like flower beds, vegetable garden beds up off the ground a little bit. We, we till the soil. We put in all, all the right stuff, the fertilizers. And, and we even get like the starter plants. You guys know what I'm talking about? Do you know that you can grow plants and you don't have to even start them as seeds? You can buy them already like half grown, basically. You do that when you can't grow them yourself, we figure we get a start on it. So, so we get all these starter plants. We plant everything. And in one month, Every single thing is dead again. I mean, it's like raw dirt, except for one plant, a jalapeno plant. We conquered it, the jalapeno, and I love spicy food. That year, we had over 100 jalapenos come off of that plant. It was so good. All the neighbors were like, can I get another jalapeno? I'm like, that's right. That's what it's like to be a gardener. You know what I'm talking about? We're cutting up some stuff. We're giving them away. I'm like, I'm a master gardener of jalapeno plants, right? That's what I do. That's what I do. Just come. If you need a jalapeno, you come to me. I got you. I got you covered. So listen, this is the deal. Every time we take one of those jalapenos off of that, off that little stalk, off that little branch, and we put it next to the sink, because that's where we keep them, there's a lifeline that has been started, a timeline that has been started for that little jalapeno, isn't it? Now, now most of the time, it's because I'm about to cut it up and I'm gonna put it on the cheeseburger, right? So his, his timeline's done. But even if I don't eat it, do you know the second, the second that I break that jalapeno off, that jalapeno starts to die right then. It's done. Why? Because I've disconnected it from the branch. It's the exact same thing that happens to us. It happens with anything that we pick in a vegetable garden, but it actually happens inside of our souls too when we disconnect from Jesus. That's why it may seem like the simplest thing in the world, but if we're sitting here today and you don't feel like you're thriving on the vine, it might be because you've disconnected from Jesus. See, it's the simplest thing in the world, but it's really difficult to get up every morning and to spend time with him or to spend time before you go to bed to keep him right there in the forefront of your thoughts and everything that you're doing. It's difficult. You know how I know that? Because 
I'm a human just like you. <laughs> I understand that when I disconnect from my savior, even for a day, what happens is I start to die just a little bit. We gotta stay connected to Jesus. We have to make time for Jesus. It's the most important thing we can do. It's that simple, it's that simple. Make time for Jesus. Second way in which you can maintain peace, you have to make up your mind. You have to make up your mind. You have to decide, you have to choose that this is something that you are going to do. You already know the truth, you have to make time with Jesus, now you have to choose to do it. Romans 8, 6, it says, for to set the mind, come back to that in just a minute. In fact, this verse is gonna say it twice. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to, here it is again, set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. That's interesting. What does it mean to set the mind? It's simply choosing a plan for our next steps in our life. Do you know that every single thing we do in life is a choice? We're choosing to do what it is we get up to do in the morning. So I wanna encourage you to set your mind, to choose to place your mind on the spirit which gives life and death, gives life and peace. That's what we wanna do. We wanna choose life and peace. What is the flesh anyways? It says not to set your mind the flesh. The flesh is the natural, sinful human nature that we all possess. If you guys are a parent, then you guys know this is true. A baby comes out of the womb and what do they do? They wanna do what they wanna do, right? I mean, I have six children. I love all six of our children. God gave them to me to be a parent, to teach them the right thing to do. Why? Because they naturally know how to do the wrong thing. <laughs> That's what a parent's all about. We're gonna teach them how to do the right things in life. There's so many ways in which we can choose or set our mind on the flesh. Maybe around external circumstances. We see the things that are going around us. We choose not to, to abide in Christ. And when we do that, what happens? We choose to put our mind in the flesh and what does it bring? It always brings death. It always bring, it brings a negative result in our life. How about just unhealthy emotions? When we put our minds towards unhealthy emotions, especially those of us that struggle with unhealthy emotions. If you're here today, you know what I mean. If that's you and you struggle with that and you set your mind on unhealthy emotions, it never brings life. It never brings life. You gotta set your mind on the spirit. How about something you see on social media? Man, you can set your mind on that that fast, can't you? Man, I can. If I see something on social media I don't like, I'm like, oh man, you gotta respond to that, don't you? I mean, you gotta say something. You can't just let that go. You're gonna set your mind on the flesh. You're gonna set your mind on that negative thing. You're gonna get all spun up about it. Remember what Jesus says, don't get spun up. Don't feel like you're not gonna have the courage to walk it through. And what happens? It robs us of our peace. When we set our mind on the flesh, we don't walk in peace. Instead, we walk in death. So what is the spirit there? It's the spirit of God. It's the opposite of our natural desires. So Holy Spirit himself, let's set our mind on the spirit of God that's living inside of us. What does it look like to do that? It means digging into the word, to seeing what the truth of God is. It's letting the Holy Spirit guide your thoughts, right? Let him guide your thoughts. It's very easy just to let our own mind get carried away with itself. You can choose, the Bible says, to not do that. You can choose to set your mind on the thoughts that come from God, he can govern your responses. We have to set our mind, it's very important. So the three ways in which we maintain peace, first is make time for Jesus, two is you have to make up your mind, and the third one is this, peace comes through trust. That's what it is, peace comes through trust. Look at Philippians four, verse six. 
Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. We'll come back to that in just a minute. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So here's the idea of what he's talking about, about setting your mind and this idea of peace coming through trust because it's a process that's gonna work together here. See, all the things that we have going on in our life carries a certain amount of weight. It does, and, and it should, because we have things going on in our marriages, we have things going on in our children, we, we have you know, mental stresses that we have going on, we have financial situations we have going on in our lives, all sorts of things, especially during this holiday season. It all carries a certain weight. But that idea that, that the Bible says there, which surpasses, meaning that the Bible is going to carry even more weight. It's gonna surpass all of those things that we're holding on to. It doesn't mean that those things are gonna go away or those things don't matter. It means that the peace of God is gonna surpass all of those things and we're not even gonna understand how it's possible that we're not worried about those situations in our life. See, we have to walk in that. We have to walk in that. Peace comes through trust by putting our trust in our Savior, by putting our trust in the ways of God. When that happens, it truly is a peace that passes all understanding. But Eric, I don't understand. You're right. You're not gonna. It's a peace that comes from the inside that's given to us by God that even in the midst of all those things that are happening around us, we still get to walk in a calmness of soul. And you say to yourself, well, I shouldn't be able to. You're right, you shouldn't. But it comes from Jesus. That's why we're able to. It only comes from him. Peace comes through trust. God's peace is greater than anything that you could ever possibly go through. In the beginning there, it says, don't be anxious about anything. We can put anything in that, in, in place of that word anxious. Don't be troubled about anything. Don't be angry about anything. Don't be in a rush about anything. Don't do anything other than by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make requests known to God because that's the way that peace is going to come. By putting your trust, it's a transfer of trust. What you wanna say is, no, I need to look at these circumstances because if I take my hands off of them, who's gonna manage them? Who's gonna control them? What's gonna happen if I don't take a hold of the things that are going on in my life? Well, if you let go and you give them up to God, and you transfer that trust, peace will come, I promise you. I know it's difficult to walk through that. I know it's difficult to feel like you don't have any recourse other than just to trust God. Even as believers, we know that's true, but it's still hard to let that go in our soul. It just is. That's why it's a choice. That's why we make time for Jesus. That's why we make up our mind. That's why peace only can come through trust. You know, it was two years ago today, two years ago today, this weekend, that my wife and I were traveling back from Duke Research Hospital. Two years ago this weekend, it's a powerful weekend for us. We had just gone through four months of being at the hospital where my son had to go through a bone marrow transplant. Went through the whole deal, went through chemo and his blood levels were up and down and it was a very scary time. And they said, okay, he, he's doing okay enough to be able to go home just for the weekend. We got a four-day pass, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, five-day pass. Got a five-day pass. 
and we were so excited. But right before we were getting ready to go, there's certain parameters you have to meet with all of the blood levels and things to be able to take your kid home. And so they come and they tell us, hey, listen, we gotta have a quick meeting before you go. We're still gonna let you go, but we found some things in your son's blood that might be cancer. So we're not sure exactly where you're at with the bone marrow transplant exactly. So we just want you to be really careful, keep an eye on him. If he has any fevers, if he has any infections, you know, you gotta come right back. So we travel out of the hospital, we go home, and we have a Thanksgiving meal together. The first time we'd all been together in our home for like four or five months. Nobody could come over because he was, he, his blood levels, white cell count was so low, and if he caught even a cold, then it could, be, it could be really bad for him, really bad. And so we have Thanksgiving meal, and we're, we're having fun, and we're hanging out, and we're just so happy to be there. And, and then we remember, we, we actually had forgotten but then we remember at the end of the meal, we all sit down after we watch a movie or whatever, we put all the kids to bed and my wife and I were sitting on the couch together. We said, oh man, one of our traditions is to decorate for Christmas uh, the day after Thanksgiving. But by the news, a doctor just told us we weren't sure if we'd be coming home for Christmas or if my son would even be with us for Christmas. So we thought about it. We actually prayed about it and we said, man, do we, wanna, do we wanna decorate right now? I mean, what message is that gonna give to the kids? We don't wanna, you know, it was just tough. We didn't know what to do. So we decided that we would decorate. So as we're the next morning, we all wake up, and as I'm taking down the Christmas ornaments and the tree and everything out of the attic, I mean, my, my eyes are just like streaming with tears because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this idea of, is my son gonna be here for Christmas? We're getting ready to decorate. But we had made a decision that we were gonna trust in the peace of God. It didn't matter what our external circumstances were telling us, we were gonna live in peace. We we're gonna trust that God has better days ahead for me and my family, no matter what. Even if we don't come home with my son, we're gonna trust because that peace that passes all understanding comes from the source. We're not gonna break away from the vine. Why would we do that? We know where peace comes from, so we're gonna push right into where Jesus is. We're gonna make time for him. We're gonna set our mind on him. We're gonna trust him and let our peace come from him, regardless of the external circumstances. So the next two days, Friday and Saturday and a little bit of Sunday, we decorate, we get the house all ready and everything and the house looks so good. And Sunday night we leave to go back to Duke, not knowing if we're gonna be able to come back again. So we get back on Sunday night, we get in at 7 a.m. in the morning, we get ready for all of our labs and everything. And, and they take some, some labs and they do the blood work. And over the next week and two and three weeks, his blood levels start to, to normalize and we'll bore you with all the doctor stuff. And, and, and it just starts to normalize. And we're actually able to go home for Christmas to celebrate just even for a few days before Christmas and see all those decorations. And it was just such a, a strengthening of our faith, faith to remember that the peace of God truly does pass all understanding. There was no reason why we should have ever been able to put our trust and our faith in God, but we chose to. And today our son's still with us. And two years now from that point, I will tell you the holidays mean something so differently to us than they ever have. Um, I mean, we'd still do a lot of the same traditions, but the peace that we have because of what we've walked through and we've decided to put our trust in him and, and to have that peace in us and to stay connected to God, to make time for Jesus, it has transformed 
our world. So these three ideas that I give you today, it's not something that I haven't walked through myself. It's something that I've had to walk through myself and we have reaped great benefits from our Savior, from our King. We hope that you will do this exact same thing this holiday season as we work through these candles and we look at these different portions of Advent and we, we look forward to our coming King, our Savior and the birth and all that it meant. In fact, when we walk in peace, what comes next is we get to walk in joy. We have more joy in our family than you could ever imagine. We are always laughing and we have a good time. I think sometimes people think we're faking it. We're not. It's just because we truly know where our peace comes from. Does it mean that we never have a bad day? No, of course not. The struggles with my son and the doctor visit, that still continues. But to be honest with you, our peace and our joy is ever increasing because my connection to my Savior is ever increasing. So we can walk through it in a new way. If the holidays are hard for you, I wanna encourage you, don't miss even a single sermon in this Advent series. In fact, next week, Pastor Jimmy, our lead pastor here at Grace Life Church, is going to bring a fantastic message on the topic of joy. Joy always comes after peace. Let's press in this week, and maybe you know somebody, maybe it's for you yourself. You just don't have joy around the holiday season. You know, some people just have a hard time with that. I wanna encourage you. If you want joy in your life, bring someone back with you next week. We are excited about what this sermon series is gonna be. Remember John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let's go before the Lord for just a few minutes and invite the peace of God in. Let's set our mind on the spirit and let's receive life and peace. Would you pray with me? Father, I come before you today and God, I thank you for every single person that is here. Every single person live, every single person joining us online. We are so excited to be in your presence. We never want to go by a moment where you're with us and we don't say thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We pray that peace would come into our lives because we're going to set our mind on you. We're going to make time for you, Father. We're gonna, we're gonna put our trust in you because that is where our peace comes from. If you struggle with that, I just wanna encourage you underneath your breath right now, just say, God, I need your peace in my life. I, I need you, Father. Help me to make time for you. Help me to set my mind on you. Help me to put my trust in you. Help me to have a peace that passes all understanding. I don't understand. You don't understand it because there's things that are going on in my life right now and there's no way that, that God could ever give me the peace that I'm searching for. I promise you he can. He's here right now in this moment, in this room and online, wherever you are. He's here to meet with you. Maybe you're here today and you've never made Christ your king. You've never made him number one in your life. Right now is your moment in the middle of everything that's going on in your life. Maybe you just wanna lift your hands to God in your heart and say, God, I need you. I can't do this holiday season again without you. If you wanna make Jesus your Lord, if you wanna make him your King, if you wanna trust in him with everything you have, I'm gonna say a prayer in just a moment. And I wanna encourage you to pray it with all of your heart, just under your breath right now. Would you repeat after me, dear Lord, Jesus, I come before you. I make you my Lord, my Savior. I call you my King. I trust that you came to this earth. 
You lived a perfect, sinless life. You died a death on the cross and you paved a way for me to be made right before you. I put my trust in you. I put my faith in you. I thank you, Jesus. I repent of my sins and I give it all to you. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. We put our hands together and celebrate those that made that decision for the first time.